Hi everyone, for our second episode of Below the Fold, we're going to be interviewing AJ Moultrie, aka AJ the One. AJ is an amazing woman, she's an artist, a poet, she also has her own podcast called Black Voice, which you can find on iTunes and KGPC 96.9 FM. She's also a fellow transfer student, as are we, and she's so inspirational and we dig her message of empowerment and we're both really excited to have her here today. So we hope you enjoy her wonderful words of wisdom. Uh, hi, AJ. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, by the way. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so first of all, just tell us about yourself, even though Elise and I know a lot <laughs> about you just from researching you. But yeah, just tell our audience a little bit about yourself, what you love, why you love to do it. Well, hey, y'all. My name is AJ The One. Um, I'm a multimedia artist from Inglewood, California. It's a city in L.A. I moved to the Bay Area for school, um, went to Berkeley City College, and then transferred into UC Berkeley uh, as a media studies major. And I love it here as far as what I learn and the people that I'm connecting with. When I got here, I was the communications director of the Black Student Union, and it kind of introduced me to the black artists here on campus and that definitely changed my life completely shifted the trajectory of my life into um just a big bowl of art music fellowship revolutionary thought um and so once that happened I connected with a group of people um who we call ourselves black magic ENT I'm part of a collective called Black Magic, and it's eight of us. Um, we use movement, sound, um, and visual art to communicate narratives and connect our um, audiences of different backgrounds and identities. And so once I linked with Black Magic, they also are UC Berkeley graduates mm -hmm. and UC Berkeley students, and, so, and they were also very involved in the movement power to the people movement, black power movement. And so we just started creating for the people and doing community service for the people and making sure that um, our art was always reflective of a larger um, message or a mission of uh, liberating silenced identities. So now, yeah, I'm just like going with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're involved in like, so many things, which I think is so amazing. How did you kind of like come across every other thing? Because now you're like chair, and then you're doing your own art, and you're also ambassador for Selfology. So yeah. and then Black Voice. So it's just like so much. Yeah, yeah. Actually, got my radio show from my like through my community college. So if I mm -hmm. hadn't went to community college, I wouldn't have a radio show. Um, and I've had the radio show for two years now. And so basically I was the vice president of the Black Student Union at Berkeley City College. Mm. And someone came in and said, hey, we're looking for folks that um, want to uplift their voice and, and talk with other people uh, on live radio. And everyone's like, what, live radio? And I'm like, <laughs> what, live radio? Yeah, it's yeah. lit. You know, so <laughs> I took it up and um, I actually uh, had... Rebots, who is the founder of the Selfology movement, we were just friends. We're just friends, you know. And um, with doing, with being a black artist, you kind of connect with other artists just very um, organically. And so, 
we were just friends and she's talking to me about her work for black women and I'm like wow let me get in on that and so as an ambassador um, Rebots developed this curriculum to help black women and girls um, facilitate self-empowerment and Mm -hmm. self uh, enlightenment Mm. and so we go to different places and um, teach and facilitate these circles um, and so it's just super dope to be able to make an impact in, in, in girls' lives, mm-hmm. especially in uh, underrepresented and very low-income communities yeah. because you actually can see the difference yeah. between someone who didn't know and love themselves to someone who actually is beginning to try and, mm-hmm. and understand how that process works. So um, that's how selfology happened. and. Chair, I mean, I was communications director, Mm -hmm. and I guess I did a good job (laughs) because they wanted me to be their chair. And by they, I mean the black community at Cal Mm because I was voted in Mm -hmm. uh, democratically. So that's kind of how it just all happens organically. And Mm -hmm. people ask me, like, did you apply for this stuff? Like, where, how are you doing all this? And I'm just like, these are all just my friends, you know? And so it's very, very genuine and organic work. And like, just kind of, I mean, you kind of went into this already, but what is, like, the importance of affirmations like that, especially within, like, the black community? Affirmations are so important. Mm-hmm. We need an affirmation station everywhere. Mm-hmm. And my affirmation station, I think, okay, I, the Fannie Lou Hamer Black Resource Center on campus is an affirmation station, mm-hmm. literally, for black students. So we're walking on campus all day long. I got four classes a day and I have not seen another black person. I've not seen, I've been here from 9 to 3 p.m. and I haven't seen another black person. Now, people, if you're not black, you don't understand how that might impact your psychological, your, 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 your mind, your psyche, and even your emotions in ways that you can't even really identify for yourself. And so when you enter in these, to these spaces, you know, I enter into the the Black Resource Center. It's like, hey, you know, what's up? I like those shoes. I haven't heard that all day. You know, I haven't I haven't gotten smiled at by another student for set for four hours for my whole time on campus. And so, in terms of affirmations, there's it's also important to affirm yourself because in affirming others and affirming yourself, that's not really something that's always been uh, encouraged, especially amongst uh, people of color. It's like if you give yourself too much credit or uh, um, affirmations, then you're conceited or, you know, you're not humble. We're not really allowed to um, love on ourselves unapologetically um, as black people and I think, and as people in general, but because we are a, um, you know, a people that have historically been um, oppressed or, or I hate that word, but just uh, it's just super important to find that strength in one another. Mm-hmm. And so affirmations um, are, are where that, that are the root of the love that, you know, comes out from that. Because, you know, you need to hear it sometimes. You yeah. really do. Have you seen Black Panther? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, um, like works like that are so important 
and sort of like undoing these constructs that have been like projected mm-hmm. onto America. And I feel like it's so important because like for people, just like everybody to see it, of like all identities mm-hmm. to see it, especially like, you know, people in the black community, but also just like for white people to see it mm-hmm. and to also like unlearn those like constructs, I guess, as yeah. well. Yeah, Black Panther did it. Black Panther had a lot of insiders that I, for the black community in particular, mm-hmm. that, um, and what I mean by insiders, you know what an insider is, it's just like something that only we can understand and, and connect with. And then I try and put myself in the shoes of someone who's not black and watching that movie. And it is, it is an unlearning kind of but they could still just be looking at like okay this is a marvel film Mm -hmm. right it's a marvel film Mm -hmm. but in terms of it's symbolic as fuck like it's so symbolic in terms of so what killmonger's last um words were Mm -hmm. you know uh Uh, bury me in the ocean so that I can be with my ancestors who would rather die than live in a bondage Mm -hmm. that is like that just blew my whole mind because it's like wow it really touched on the plight of um, African people versus African American people and what that divide really means for the black community as a whole because when we say the black community that means all people that are visibly black Mm -hmm. and so um Black Panther was just so symbolic. It just was like, it put words and visual art to um, what we have been feeling for generations. And what I mean by insider is it touched on generational traumas. When a generational trauma is my mother was brutalized. She was sexually, she she endured sexual violence. She did all of these things. She never told me that stuff, but somehow... You know, in my body, I feel that when I'm, you know, it's 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 a generational trauma. And that's not just me, but that's just like that's an example of um, how generational trauma can manifest itself. And so when you think about the generational trauma of black women, right, I don't I don't refer to black people as slaves because slavery was a condition that they that African people were put into. So when African people were put into a state of enslavement that trauma carried on to 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 the the brothers sisters sons daughters and gender non-conforming folks um of our generation and so black panther just kind of slapped all of that into one amazing film and i'm sitting in the in the theater like whoa like I'm looking at the the guy next to me. He's a white guy. He's just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like bawling, crying. And it's not because Killmonger is so fine. And it's not because, (laughs) you know, this movie is so amazing. But it just really spoke to an essence in um, myself as a black revolutionary that's just like, wow, wow. So I wanted to ask, um, how can, like, non-black people be good allies beyond just getting educated and um also maybe like how other minority groups can function as allies um I think that just recognizing that you know first of all not taking it personally because 
you know, someone cannot cannot be racist in their own mind. Um, but an unapologetic uh, uh, an unapologetic display of blackness might irritate you. And that's, you know, that is anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand is anti-blackness is not racism. Anti-blackness is the inherent thought in your mind that blackness, not black people, but blackness It's something wrong, irritating, aggravating, violent, nasty about it. And so as an ally, a true ally understands that they are going to be anti-black. Like there's something inside of you that's anti-black. What a ally, true ally does is understands that they don't fight it. Because the more that you fight that you have anti-black tendencies or beliefs, the less likely you are to be able to change that and understand where that came from and how you can uh, develop a new frame of thought. And um, so just understanding that and then also taking steps forward to be, um, to show up for uh, black students or black people. So first day of school, I was in a class and my professor was used the hard N word to display some academic, you know, thing. He used it like seven times. He like sang this song. And it was it was it was an example of something, right? And I look around, I'm the only black woman in the class. A few black people came later, but I was the only black person in the class at the time. And it was the first day of school. I know I'm the chair of the Black Student Union, so I know that this is not okay, and black students would absolutely shut this class down if they knew that I was experiencing this right now. But I didn't know the professor, it's the first day of school, I'm like, ah, this is so bad, I wanna raise my hand and be like, what's up? But it's like, you know, in that moment, had an ally, a non-black person, raised their hand and said, I'm uncomfortable by this, is anyone else uncomfortable by you saying that? You know, it would have been, I would have gotten that strength to be like, you know what? I am uncomfortable. Thank you for saying something, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it's not always telling someone that you're wrong, you know, or like if you hear someone doing a race, saying a racist, misogynistic or violent, um, using violent language, it's not always you, you know, being super confrontational and be like, you're wrong, you know? you know, don't do that. This is how you're supposed to say it. Mm -hmm. As an ally, speaking up and saying, what you're saying is making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. What you're saying would not be okay if black people were around. What you're saying is offensive towards people. And, you know, just, just speaking up could completely change the trajectory of that person's mindset. Like, dang, why, why are you uncomfortable? You know what I'm saying? And that could start that dialogue going. So I think an ally, an ally needs to be courageous and honest with themselves about, you know, what, what the reality of our situations are. It's not, and not taking it personal in that it's not, you know, it's not you that are perpetuating racism and anti-blackness. It's generational and you have to do that work to be different from your, uh, your ancestors. Yeah, and just like, because you were saying in all ethnicities, there's like anti-blackness. And I mean, I identify 
more so is like Filipino, but also I guess like in a wider spectrum, Asian American, and there's like a lot of anti-blackness in the Asian community that yeah. I think, you know, needs to be addressed as well. And it's such a because it's also like a um, a minority, I guess, I, not so much of like UC Berkeley, but I feel like it's important to have allies amongst all people of color. But thank you so much for sharing. Like, we really appreciate you opening up and, like, telling us about yourself. Was there anything that you wanted to add that maybe we didn't get to ask you? Um, you know, I mean, I would just say create unapologetically in terms of your art or whoever's listening, you know, uh, create unapologetically, um, connect, collaborate with people because if you don't collaborate with people, then you'll never be inspired by new um, stimuli uh, in the world. And also love on each other and love on yourself because you can't love anyone else or be loved by anyone else if you don't have that love and appreciation for yourself. So loving yourself is a radical act. And um, yeah, shout out to Audrey Lord and Fanny Lou Hamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And AJ is also opening for Simona? Smino. Smino. Yeah, Smino. Yeah, yeah, tonight. Even though this is coming out next week, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so dope. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have music on iTunes? Yeah, yeah. Um, P4Y is on iTunes. I'm dropping an album uh, in the next month. So, um, AJTheOne.com is my uh, website, and AJTheNumberOneNE on Instagram and Twitter if y'all want to learn more about my work. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. of course.